This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. You came to us from the gutter. Your ability gave you station. But all the power in the world can't mask the stench beneath Faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another great episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. I'm your host, Storm Duper, and we have a new show for you today. It's the Kenoboys, with myself, Storm Duper, and none other than T-Bron Tour, where we break down, destroy, make fun of, and annihilate the new Disney Plus limited edition series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. T, how you doing? Welcome to the studio. I, uh, I'd, I'd rather just not do anything. It's been a long time since we've done anything, and I'd really just rather just kind of sit in my cave in the dark and hang out with Jawas all day, to be quite honest. You, yeah, I could smell you from Anchorhead, honestly, man. Like, some of your, uh, I think you're a little depressed. Your, um, your sense of hygiene has really gone downhill since this show released at, uh, three in the morning today. Well, I'll tell you, you know you stink when a Jawa says that you have hygiene issues twice. You know, that's actually a really cool pull because actually Jawas communicate um, olfactorily. Did you know that? Yeah, they actually use their sense of smell to communicate in forms of language. So for a Jawa, they do have a very highly acute sense of uh, olfaction. I just had this really... Uh, yeah, okay, so they communicate through farts? Is that what you're trying to tell me? (laughs) Yes, yes. A fart to a Jawa would be the equivalent of, like, going to a heavy metal concert. Or maybe, like, a a very um, important senatorial speech given from, like, the, you know, the Imperial Senate floor. Like, they just, like, just just spout out of their their Jawa buttholes. I guess so, yeah. I mean, like, uh, or, for example, like, the smell of a wonderful, like, roast beef or um, beef wellington would be the Java equivalent, Java, the Jawa equivalent of, um, you know, reading, say, for example, a great work of fiction like uh, War and Peace or something. Wow. Yeah, you now, communic- next, thing I, next time I go to Galaxy's Edge, I'll make sure I remember that, and I will, you know, eat all the really wonderful different colorful foods that they have there. And I will make sure to fart around the Jawas so that they know that I love them because they are my favorite. You you can communicate a lot of discourse with a beef cloud, Teeb. Beef. Yes. Beefy, beefy. Well, well, we do have a lot to talk about today. As you all well know, two episodes released of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show, uh, which Teeb has been looking forward to and I have been dreading for many, many moons. Um, but before we get into it, Teeb... Um, we need to tease something. Uh, you know, it's been it's been a, a long time since we've done an episode, and we want to have a weekly contest for our listeners to keep them coming back for more. Oh, you liked my idea about the name the Rancor is what you're saying? You, Absolutely. You liked that? That, that was great. That great call to action like the professionals do? One of those things? It was really Crazy. great. Yeah, so wow. tell, tell everyone what, what, what is our contest for this show, for this Kenoboys show that we're going to uh, announce the winner of on the last episode. Okay, I have it, but it, it might be too contrived. Do it. So let's say I'm convinced 100 billion space bucks convinced that Jar Jar Binks is going to make a cameo in this series. The listener who accurately predicts 
the scene and the episode, not even the episode, just predict the scene and how it's going to play out with Jar Jar Binks being in this series, you will get Faking Star Wars merch. So so how about this? I, I, I have a suggestion for our, our contest for this. Okay. No boys. Okay. Obviously, Disney is trying to retcon everything and connect everything up like a, like a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. What if we called this the cameo challenge? And okay. you have to respond on Twitter with the cameo that, like the most unusual cameo that you p- correctly predict. Right, that's right. what I was actually thinking, because yeah. I was like, Jar Jar, that's why I say it might be too contrived. So like, you might be right specific. about Jar Jar, you might be wrong, but like each week you can yes. play, right? Everyone can enter each week, and then at the end we'll, we'll give the prize to the person who guessed the most unusual or unexpected cameo. Like if somebody predicted that Yaddle was coming back, <laughs> that one would be pretty obscure and pretty original. So you 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 know, it's sort of a cool thing because like if you predict someone that's really, really obscure, you're taking a big risk. It's sort of like predicting that number fifteen is gonna beat number two in the NCAA right. you know tournament. Right. So if you play conservatively, other people might also guess that and then you won't win. So that's the game. The cameo challenge. Predict what cameo you're thinking we're gonna get each week. You can play each week. Obi Wan, or let's let's call it the Kenoboys Cameo Challenge. Hashtag Kenoboys Cameo Challenge. What do you think? Okay. Okay. I don't hate it. And never tell me the odds. All right. Hashtag Kenoboys Cameo Challenge. Who do you got for next uh next episode on Wednesday at three AM Teeb? Who is your unusual cameo that you're predicting we're gonna see? Dexter Jax. Who's that? Jaxter Dex. Jexter Dexter, you mean? Dexter Jaxter. Dexter Dexter. Jax. You mean the guy with a massive <laughs> hematoma for a chin? That, the guy who goes, goes ah, depends on how big your pocketbooks are. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. So Dexter Jester is going to make a cameo um, in Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three. Um, my entry into the contest this week, you know, I haven't really thought about this, honestly. Um, I think we're going to see Ahsoka Tano. I'm gonna oh, predict dude, Ahsoka that's just Tano. your wet dream. You can't, you can't Absolutely. project your wet dream. Well, you know what? No, good. Guess that. Because <laughs> I'm going to be right. You're going to be wrong. And I'm going to get a shirt. There you go. Hey, are there we go. excluded? Oh, we're excluded. Yeah, we can't win. We'll have to donate our shirt to charity. Yeah. But please get on there with Cowboys <laughs> Cameo Challenge. I'm sorry. I just I just had this great visual. What? <laughs> I just had this great visual of us like <laughs> just finding some random charity, like, I don't know, like save the walrus. And like just sending them like a twenty-five dollar Star Wars shirt. It's some homeless vet, you know, would just is find some homeless vet on the, the street. No, that would be that would be helpful. But like, you know, like a random charity that would be like we got this t-shirt <laughs> send them to whale wars <laughs> oh my god Greenpeace. oh yeah. my god Is i love Greenpeace it still around i don't know yeah there you go if we win <laughs> then we'll give it to a charity of our choice right right so oh god uh, also team we'd just like to announce that we have a t-shirt sale going on our t-shirt store uh that's uh, bit.ly slash fsw merch Shirts are on sale for just a few more days until the end of the month. So get on there and buy some T-shirts. Some Teeb shirts. Teeb shirts. That's right. That's right. You know, you, you don't have your official solo Teeb shirt. That's just you. No, I mean, I do have a giant ego, but, you know, there's something in my contract about if I'm on one, like um, if I'm alone, if I'm solo, 
that you guys can't afford me so i have to be like an ensemble kind of thing because with my awesomeness it basically you know it would it would it would bankrupt the site and so i don't want to do that to you guys i love you guys too much that makes sense <clears throat> well teeb let's get into it it's been a long time coming 17 years since Obi-Wan Kenobi has been on the big screen. And the last time we saw him, he was, you know, in solitude and drowning his sorrows on Tatooine with Uncle Owen with a babe in hand. Uh, and now we have this, you know, two hours, basically, of this episode. We'll just call it one, one show. Um, so we'd like to introduce... So uncivilized. Uh, Teeb, give us your snappy summary of the first installments of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, thank you for asking uh, me to do this. Uh, Anytime. Absolutely no preparation at all. Um, oh, come on. I know you've been slaving at this away all day. You got up at 3 a.m. and recorded c copious notes about the show. Yeah, you know me so well. <laughs> No, I mean, essentially, you have, it's like very similar to Jedi Fallen Order. You have the Inquisitors, uh, the sisters that are going around. Wait, is that guy a sister too? He's a or brother. Or is he a brother? They call him brother number five. Is it brother five? Fifth brother? Oh, okay. They so use he is ordinal numerals, not cardinal ones, right? Fifth brother, not brother number five. That would be, yeah, if they called the Inquisitors like, brother sister number, five, number that's three, like grand, somehow that would be grand. less menacing. No, that's like, um, oh God, what was that? Oh God, my grandfather, my grandfather used to watch it. It was, uh, oh, it's so racist too. Oh, it's like Agatha Christie. Oh God, what's his name? The Chinese detective. You know who I'm talking about? He says, grandson number one, grandson number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what they were going for with uh, Rupert. What's his name? Rupert, Rupert Friend. Friend yeah. He's your friend. He's Rupert Friend. I'm your friend, guy. Okay, so you basically have like uh, the the Inquisitors, and they are looking for any remnants of the Jedi that might exist in the galaxy. Um, and this is ten years after the birth of Luke and Leia, so that gives you an idea of the of the the timeline. Uh, ben is a creepy old hermit who's kind of just like hanging around trying to give uh, Luke broken toys that he you know that he has to basically buy from jawas who jawas actually scavenge his parts and then sell them back to him which i thought was really funny uh and then um so you have the inquisitors and they're trying to find again the jedi and they're using their compassion and mercy as as a, a net essentially to to bring them out and to capture them uh you have this one i think she's the third sister sister number three Reva. Reva. Let's just call her Reva. Reva McIntyre. Reva McIntyre. There you go. I'm just She's waiting for her to country... break into country music song. Yeah, she gets a little country twang like, I know where Ben Kenobi is. <laughs> so, yeah, she she's a little shady. You got to watch her because she doesn't play well with like anybody. But I have my theory about her. My theory, we'll get to that at the end. But right. um, she is basically one of the Inquisitors and she's got like, uh, she's obsessed with Obi-Wan Kenobi for some reason. And she comes up with this plot to kidnap, spoiler alert, Leia Organa, uh, Leia Skywalker, real spoiler alert, uh, who is um, on Alderaan. I believe it's Alderaan, right? It certainly is. So you get a nice little look at Alderaan, you know, 
pre-explosion into nothingness. Uh, We've been waiting really for that for point... years, Teeb. You know, I mean, there was a scene in the original Star Wars radio play Several mm. scenes, actually, that took place on Alderaan, but I don't believe we've really seen it in live action. There may have been a shot at the end of um, at the end of Return of the Jedi that they kind of... No, not Return of the Jedi, sorry. Uh, there may have been a shot of it in, in one of the prequels, but I don't think it was, like, you know, a lasting thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, when, Organa, when Leia, when you, when Leia when you, arrives. Exiles. Right, yeah, right, and you see him. Yeah, but you, you don't really get to see much. It's just kind of like a... You don't get to see where Flea is stage. hiding out in the forest. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to see any of that stuff. So she comes up with this, Reva comes up with this uh, plan to kidnap Leia to bring out Obi-Wan, which works because Obi-Wan is ultimately convinced after a lot of like, please, please go see my daughter. I know I have an army and I have like all these other people that could actually do it, but I can't send them for some reason that defies absolute logic. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, and for some reason the Organa cousins, they're slavers and he's like oh yeah we run slaves you know and he's like oh okay uh that's not cool but we'll talk about that some other time i guess and then um you know uh her cousin is like a like a jerk he reminds me of the kid from um game of thrones if you've seen the game of thrones when he's like mommy make the little man fly <laughs> that not <one>. joffrey <laughs> kind of like the joffrey a little bit right not joffrey no the other the the kind of special one that was like still you know nursing on his mom oh like, when yeah he was like 12 <laughs> the douchebag of the family yeah right um so and then you know flea is in it so that was pretty funny i'm like flea there's flea he doesn't last very long um and then um you know uh ben obi-wan whatever the hell he tries to rescue leia and leia is like an ultimate brat just like leia is whenever you try to rescue leia she gets real bratty Persnickety. She's hilarious. persnickety, as it were. Very persnickety, yes. yes. Um, right. uh, but she's also wise, and she also is obviously in tune with the Force, but only when it's convenient for the writers. Um, and then, uh, you know, we find out that uh, Darth Vader is still alive. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty like a good summary. You know, the first, the first half is sort of setting the tone of the Inquisition. Um, no one mm. expects the Sith Inquisition. And the second <laughs> one is sort of setting the trap and seeing how it plays out. Um, and, and that really, I thought, had an interesting narrative arc um, for the first two episodes. I, I do see why they released them at the same time, uh, because I think that it would be a little underwhelming, that first episode all on its own, because nothing much really happens in it. Um Except for Leia getting kidnapped, I guess. Well, I mean, Leia yeah. gets kidnapped. I mean, right? Yeah, but a little but child. Gets, I was you know, expecting. Taken off the streets. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest, uh, Teeb. Um, is this show really happening? <laughs> like, are you having a fever dream? Like, like are you actually yeah. at the dentist right now and you're on gas and you just like are imagining your entire existence and maybe I'm not here and nothing is real and Disney hasn't just completely lost their marbles? Yeah, because I, I just I'm not sure I've accepted that this is a Star Wars show yet. Really? No. Ex discuss. Explain. Why? Why I isn't just, it Star Wars? It says I, it even said. And a galaxy a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, oh, my wait, friend. Yeah. It said that it didn't have a scroll. There was no scroll. It didn't move. Like it didn't like this. No, there was no scroll. I just, I, I think that for me, 
this show has been so kind of mythical in a, for so many years that they're going to make a show about the, the dark years of Obi-Wan Kenobi, shall we say. Um, and now that I'm watching... Uh, well, he's re- like Space Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now that, that I'm watching the, like- the regality and the the um the the power and the wisdom of of obi-wan kenobi just evaporate before my eyes it's like disney has decided to ruin my childhood yet once again um well, there, there's how can nothing they ruin it compelling more? at all about making a show about this character like there is nowhere for this story to go we we literally like there is no space for anyone to do anything in this show. <laughs> we already know exactly what Obi-Wan Kenobi is. We already mm-hmm. know exactly what these Inquisitors are going to do. They're not going to change at all. Um, I mean, the only surprise I guess we've already seen is she killed uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Spoiler! But he's not really dead, right? He's going to come back anyway, I guess, probably. Um, Why would they bring him back? He's yeah, not that interesting. And and, just... and the only other thing they can do is is give us a glimpse into preteen tweener Leia, which, I mean, did anyone ever really want to see that? Like now, <laughs> now Luke and Leia, instead of being these incredibly naive characters who we pluck out of the galaxy from nothing and who take on heroic power later in life. Now it's like the whole thing is just part of this progression and it, it, it ruins it to me. I, I am not excited about this show. Um, I also think that we have to, it has to be said, Teeb, this show really Hello fucking there. hates Luke Skywalker. Well, uh, wait. Okay, first, let's talk about, like, do you only own, like, three comic books? I own comic books. They do you only own closets. three? Like, like, have you only ever read three comic books, and then you've never expanded on any of those, like, stories ever? <laughs> because that's, like, the only way you're ever going to find where, like, I hate to break it to you, but life, you know, it's real. You, they're, they're, people are born, you know, if they're lucky, and then they, they go through life. And then they have experiences. And so I get your point, though, about like, like, you never want to know a lot about Yoda. Like, I know that's like your your sacrosanct. Like, don't ever tell me anything about Yoda. I don't want to know anything. And I mean, there's been extremes with like the whole metachlorian. And the force is just stupid little, uh, you know, microcell organisms that float around in outer space or some crap. You know, I get it. But. I was actually really jazzed to see Leia. I was just like, wow, that's really cool. And she was like so bratty. And like the energy that that actress has is freaking amazing. I, I believed it was Princess Leia, little bratty little Princess Leia, like being Leia. Like kudos, honestly. But now let's go back to what you said about this show doesn't care for Luke Skywalker. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, Luke Skywalker is the reason why there's Star Wars. There is no Star Wars without Luke Skywalker. And basically, we had the entire first episode was trying to convince us that Star Wars is not Luke Skywalker. I think Bail Organa actually said, the boy doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he said, you're right, he said something like, like it's that. Disney, like, Disney is, is so you're paranoid, right, you're right. And, and they have <laughs> such low respect for their fans that they literally are spoon-feeding us what they want us to believe about the, the, Hello there. that they are shoveling into our eyeballs. And, and I just, 
I cannot get into a show that is that condescending to the audience. Like, this show is about Kenobi. It's called Kenobi, but it's not. It's not about Kenobi. He's just this rogue idiot. He's a sad duck just walking around just like Luke, just like Snoke, and every other character that Disney has taken over and and ruined in, in, in their properties that they've put out. I'm sorry to sound so condescending about Disney. I, I like the sequels by and large, but this really brings it into sharp focus for me. There is literally nothing happening in this show that matters to me. Not wow. a damn thing. And, wow. Okay. And well, I, then let's 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 pick on that. Let's you know. Let me yeah. play uh, Disney's advocate here. Uh, you know, pun very much intended. Look at the Phantom Menace. What do you think about the Phantom Menace? Did that need to happen? Uh, I mean, as we've said before, the Phantom Menace could have been done much better. It had some good points. I will admit that. But I would have liked to have seen a lot of things done differently. You didn't want to know anything about Anakin. You just wanted him to be like sixteen years old. An angsty, jerky teen that you didn't know anything about. Like, so I think your point that you really don't like is that they are going so young. Like, why do we need to know what they were like when they were 10 as opposed to when they're 20? And also, why do we need to see Leia? Like, Leia Leia is supposed to be... The girl doesn't matter. She's supposed to be (laughs) this very amazing young heroine in A New Hope. And now she's not. Now she's just this progression of a political life on or on Alderaan, well, who already been... knows Kenobi has already floated in space because of the Force. Like, there's no more mystery. There's no more progression. Like, when Leia is talking to Luke in Return of the Jedi, and she says, Oh, Luke, you have a power I, I don't understand and could never have. But in this show, she's using the Force like every five minutes to read people's minds, and she has been lifted up by the Force. Like she acts like she's just heard about it for the first time, and and it's just it's ridiculous. It's garbage. <laughs> it's just pure trash. Like there's no way that Leia was supposed to have met Kenobi. Like when Leia says through R two D 2s hologram uh, to to Kenobi, she's General Kenobi. Years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you. Like, if she had had this adventure with Kenobi, don't you think she would have fucking changed the words and been like, General Kenobi, do you remember that time that you (laughs) saved me when I fell off a fucking building with the Force and we cavorted around the planet Dayu and, like, we bonded a lot and, like, we went into this existential crisis together about who we are. Well, could you like respect that relationship that we've had like for the last 10 years and come and help us again? It is absolute retcon garbage. (laughs) Pure diarrhea that they are shoveling into our brains, Teeb. And if you don't see it, you have drunk the shit-flavored Kool-Aid. I'm telling you, man. I am definitely on the Dallas Siren Blue Teat right now. You're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that yet. Like, I, I, it's so fresh to me. I just got done watching it, so I hadn't really thought about the problem with that dynamic with them. I mean, my whole thing is, like, I don't want to see uh, Obi-Wan and Vader clash sabers. Oh, that's, that's my coming. whole thing. If I see that, I'm going to be pissed. I've told you that's my hill. And... I'm still holding out hope, though, that we're going to see Jar Jar at some point. Like, Jar Jar will... Maybe Jar Jar will come up with some drug 
that wipes Leia's memory, or maybe they're gonna do like a, a mind wipe on Leia. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, like a Vulcan, you know, mind whatever mind. the hell it is, where they like, remember that thing, where it, it like sucks her mind out. In spite of the fact that it's just so obvious that we're getting played all the way to the bank with this sentimental baloney, I still kind of like it. I love I mean, the sentimental I, baloney. I, I told it, you, I I, I find I, I it abhorrent. Like part of me, part of me, Teeb is like that part of Obi Wan Kenobi that just wants to like be a good person and help everyone and love mm-hmm. everything that's Star Wars. You know, like mm-hmm. that's a side of me that I want to engage. But then the other high side of me is that curmudgeon Kenobi who's like, no, I don't care if that guy didn't get paid. I'm just gonna go ahead with my life. You know, I really feel trapped. In, in, in this show and how to react to it. Because there are a lot of cool things about it, too. Well, I got, I'm, I'm legit 100%. This is not a joke. I got choked up when he said, you remind me of somebody. Oh. And he was talking about Padme. Because, I mean, honestly, you talk about without Luke Skywalker, there wouldn't be any Star Wars. Without Padme and Anakin, there wouldn't be any Star Wars. Because they make Luke Skywalker, okay? That is so, true. Padme is, like, you know, the most tragic character in all of star wars if you want to get down to it and that like tugged at my heartstrings and they they got me there for sure now i i, I think they're going to run the risk of having this turn into the um the bad batch where you know they had the little girl omega or whatever flying around with her and like they need to dispatch with the leia kenobi connection really soon to your point because you know 10 year olds they remember stuff like if she was like three or four she might legit have forgotten being saved by obi-wan like she might remember like glimpses of it and stuff like that right but absolutely at 10 she's gonna remember this you have a good point about that and that's a real problem because you're only talking 10 more years about not even 10 what luke's i think 17 at new hope right so you got like seven more years basically he just got pubes uh, he just got his pews. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be that critical. I really am not, Teep. I want to love this show. I just I just don't understand. I mean, it actually it boded well from the beginning. I, I The first five minutes, I thought were great. I mean, I like that Disney had the conviction to show us the diarrhea reel of the prequels to start off. Like, I feel like... <laughs> Like, yeah, this exists. A recap for the speed yeah, chief We're seats. going with it. But then, yeah. like, a very nuanced, suspenseful opening scene. You know, a lot of people have mentioned it's similar to, like, that Inglorious Bastards opening scene with the Inquisition. Like, you know, the German guy looking for the Jews under the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here he is, Rupert Friend. He's in the, cause he's in the saloon looking for him. Uh, but then, like, you know, just an episode and a half later, it culminates with a stuck-up... A pipsqueak of a child running through a flea market, trying on gloves, a wisecracking idiot turncoat, and an alien who looks like basically an elephant dildo face, all chasing down Obi-Wan on a planet that is not Tatooine. Like, it's like, what is going on? It just, it feels like, it feels like this show is already off the rails, and I don't know how it's going to ever collect itself and come back because, I mean, a show should feel like an arrow, right? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two words, and you're gonna get you're gonna get so bent, you're gonna your your head's gonna bend. Kaboom! Two words, ready? You're you're sure you're gonna hate it. Do it. Time travel. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this in the past. 
it would piss me off too but i don't know how else they're gonna like account for the fact that they don't know each other that's gonna be interesting that they're gonna have to come know up with something. each other what do you mean like you said you know obi-wan obi-wan and, and leia right she's gonna remember him i mean i'm not saying that she didn't have any like I mean, it's not like in a new hope it's like oh yeah leia's never met kenobi but it's just like, why would you frame your call to action, your plea to help that way, if you had all that history? Like, it, it makes was code. No it was code, man. She was sense. making sure that nobody would be able to figure out their true connection. I mean, they're you know, it's a rebel alliance. If you if your if your plans fall into if if the if the secret plans or whatever fall into the wrong hands, you know, it's like that uh that new spy movie they made about all the women spies. You know, the strong female character spies. They you talk in code, you know. All right, the the culprit ring. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Um, I mean, I don't want to hate on this show. I really don't. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna love it. I don't either. But but I thought it was good. It's well made. It's beautiful. The designs are great. I mean, obviously the dialogue is good. Uh, the acting's great for the most part. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later. (laughs) But no, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about what I think is one of the most kind of interesting parts of the show, which is the actual, or what potentially could have been the most interesting part of the show, which are these Inquisitors. Um, even if you're not a fan of Rebels, I mean, the Inquisitors are compelling. Um, but, Why are they compelling to you? I mean, I, I think it is, it is Star Wars in a nutshell, right? The powerful seeking out the poor and, and uh, oppressed, right? Um, and that danger, that sense of danger is so captivating. Um, then how is it possible? How is it possible then that this whole Inquisitor thing felt dumb as fuck? Hello there. To me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I will give you this. The the infighting between the Inquisitors was dumb. But if you understand about the Emperor's Hand, I, be- I believe it's called the Emperor's Hand. I was trying to remember that earlier. The Emperor's Hand is like a very, very secret circle of people. That's what Mara Jade was. She was, uh, she was the Emperor's Hand. Right. So they might be going down that route with Reva that she's the Emperor's hand because she knows about oh. Vader not being dead, which maybe the galaxy doesn't know about that yet because if Vader was going around doing his Vader stuff, Obi-Wan would have heard about it. It would have gotten to the Outer Rims. So I feel I don't like... know. I mean, uh, Obi-Wan is just sitting there chopping up uh, desert whale sushi uh, every day and, <laughs> yeah, and stinking up the joint. I don't think he, he's really savvy to what's going on, which I like. I mean, I like the fact that he's kind of gone into a shell of rec- recluse. Like, to me, that's that makes like, that's sense. That's a cover. That, that's totally a cover. That's He's not really like that. I think he has lost some of his spark. I mean, I mean, think oh, about how sure. he's described in A New Hope that he's this this crazy old wizard. I mean— he earned that reputation. He is a crazy old wizard now. Like, right. and, and I think that's, that's right. Like that's right for his character. I didn't have any problems with, with how he was portrayed. Um, the thing I don't like is it's I, okay. I'll just say it like, like Moses, the Moses, whatever her name is, who plays Riva. Um, uh-huh. she sucks so bad and her character literally is just shouting and being impulsive. Like that is her character. I'm going to tell you something she, about her character she, if you're ready she, to listen. I, I will listen, but let me get this out. Like, why okay. is she so stupid? I have a theory. I have a theory about why she... Okay, it's one of two things. She was one of the younglings in the very opening scene. By the way, Obviously. you forgot to mention the real opening scene of the show shows a bunch of younglings about to get mowed down by Order 66. Extremely cool scene. I like that. Timing on that 
not so hot right now. Not so great. But yeah, I think she was one of the kids that you see. Oh, okay. I don't think that's for debate. She clearly is one of the kids. In the, in the I think Jedi when Temple. she's the kid that said run or was one of the kids in that scene, it's like run. And if you've played uh, Fallen Order, you understand that if uh, Cal Kestis had been taken under the tutelage of the Inquisitors as opposed to, you know, they were either going to, they basically were either going to kill you or convert you. Very similar to the Spanish Inquisition, actually. <laughs> um, you know, kill you or convert you. Star um, Wars is life. Yeah. And uh, she was seduced by the dark side. I think she was essentially plucked up and is now either the Emperor's hand or within that organization. And she's working for Vader directly. So I think Vader basically gave her orders, you know, secret orders saying, if anybody gets in your way, take, take them out. And she took that as, okay, the Grand Inquisitor got in my way. I'm taking him out. Like, so, but she's stupid about it. She's not real, you know, savvy about it or anything. Like if, if you're, if you had secret orders, you wouldn't want to necessarily give it away to the people you're trying to keep it a secret from. And within the circle of the empire, the Grand Empire, the emperor has his hand organization or whatever because he w doesn't trust people within his own organization. So, okay, I mean, I get what you're saying. There is a chance for her to be redeemed in terms of her her stupid character, um, and her terrible performance up to now. Uh, I mean, basically, there's no nuance to her whatsoever. Um, but here's well, here's... she's a bad guy. She's not like a she's not a, a you know a, a mustache twirling villain totally but she does have moments where she is I, I i didn't think she was that bad of an actress so that's interesting to me that you that you keyed on that well i mean t is it racist to i mean if is it racist if this actress sucks like am i allowed to hate this actress's performance or does that make no me i totally and i i've always said this a billion times it is more racist to say that you are afraid to criticize somebody Right, because of the color of their skin, than to not be. If that, makes I agree. Sense. I agree. So, but here's the thing: like, like I, I don't she's... look at that. I look at their talent. I don't care. Like, I, I didn't think she was as bad as the woman in the kidnapping scene. <laughs> Holy God! Well, I thought, okay, what about the like? Yeah, I mean, okay, there were some good things like part, part inquisitor. You know, like she has some good body language and some physical performance. That's great. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I mean, I also think that representation is important. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I do actually think it matters. Um, but, like, we have already had some lovely examples of black female characters in Star Wars. Like, we definitely have, um, who are, like, very honorable, amazing heroines and great. And, and maybe that is important, like, for representation, that now we have an example of a trite, loathsome bitch. Well, I've... I've noticed that lately, and I, I will say, you know, kudos to the people that are trying to do the, you know, the, in the inclusion stuff, because I've noticed, like, a couple of stormtroopers will scream in female voice when they're getting shot, and things like that. Not in this show, but in, uh, like, Mandalorian, I noticed that, like, a couple, you know, they're not afraid to have combatants be women and be getting killed on the wrong side of the, you know, the story, and bad guys, in other Absolutely. words. You know? And... When we, when I was a kid, it was pretty much like you always had like the two head chicks were gonna fight. You know, you had the good chick and you had the bad chick, and then they were they always had to fight at the end. You could never have like the man fight the woman and the woman fight. You know, it was never like that. They always had to like pair them up, that kind of thing. So I think it's interesting that now, honestly, it's more believable in a sense because it's like 
you look at the Jedi Academy, and I, again, I think she's from the Jedi Academy, and I think that's why I think it's for more. Sure, I think it's a personal vendetta it more is than working a for certainty. What's that? It is a certainty. Yeah. Well, uh, in other words, I think it's more of a vendetta because she feels betrayed by Obi Wan than say she's being told by Vader to get Obi Wan. I think that she feels like Obi Wan betrayed them by letting all of her friends get killed. She definitely seems to be on a mission of retribution. I mean, she she highlights how crap the Jedi were. Mm -hmm. She definitely seems like she feels like she was abandoned, mm -hmm. um, which is definitely like a motivating dramatic arc for most female characters. I mean, the the issue of being abandoned is definitely like like central to to that kind of. Uh, narrative i mean i think i think for sure so i can see why that would develop as a plot point i just for maybe it's just as too soon i mean literally I, I think we're I know just at is. the beginning of the show and she's already killed off the grand inquisitor i mean it's like huh maybe that could have happened in episode four you know yeah it it, it was a little abrupt but it was it was done to transition us into being introduced to vader you can't have two pasty white face you know villains in the same show so so i'm not a huge fan of rebels but correct me if i'm wrong there are events in rebels that happen after this show that the grand inquisitor appears in am i wrong no you're right but i believe the grand inquisitor is a title i don't know if he's supposed to be no, this, but it's him is he it's the a, same one white he's the guy the weird head yeah 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 for sure like i i think oh that, that's that right he's Everybody going to survive about the head being different oh okay so I don't he think is, he's dead. Obviously in Rebels. Yeah. Hmm. That might be another plot hole then because Because I mean is Disney retconning Disney? Like I mean like, <laughs> That's what I was Rebels, gonna say, are they Lucas retconning films, themselves then? Yeah. Because then it would be I gotta think about the timeline. Okay. Rebels takes place like right after like Darth Vader is a known quantity in the in the galaxy at that For point. Sure. Absolutely. Like people know he's alive. He's just a badass going around doing badass stuff. He's the you know the en emperor's henchman. And dog. that would be after this, because otherwise Obi Wan Kenobi would totally know about it, right? So I think I think we have to believe that the um, Grand Inquisitor, old good old pasty Baldy, is back. He's gonna be back. That's why you're saying he's not dead. I gotcha. Yes. So in any case, oh, then that, that was kind of pointless. Then, then I agree. Like, that was totally dumb. Why right. kill him? So, so that's he could have literally just flown off into space and been like, "I'll let you take care of this. You, you seem to have everything under control. Have a nice day." But <laughs> I have to have tea with Darth Vader. Back to tea, you know. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go give him a back to rub. Right. <laughs> gotta get him some bo boba that, back to bombs. That we need to talk to Cam Ray and have a shot of you know have him make a video of Darth Vader on a massage table getting a back rub from the Grand Inquisitor. That sounds like comedy gold. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> so, so, so that seems like the greatest problem with the Inquisitors is that. But actually, I don't think it is. The other issue I have is why are the Inquisitors on Tatooine to begin with? Okay, I mean, that's Tatooine... easy. They're on Tatooine because they got a you know they're scavenging the galaxy looking for remnants of of Jedi, and they heard or they got a tip. It's just they got a tip. It's not you know. But there's I like wouldn't... literally six bazillion planets in the galaxy, and two of the remaining. Three Jedi are both on Tatooine. Well, I didn't think that the other one knew about Obi Wan being there until. Well, he did at the end, though. I thought I thought he had been I thought he had been turned. By the way, because he got, I thought he got captured, and then they were like, "Go lead us, you know, to the rest of your 
your your people because that kind of stuff happens in war all the time and i'm That's like oh this guy's gonna give away obi-wan's you know existence and then he, but he's all like oh you should just get rid of that lightsaber it's not a good idea to have it you should just hide so <laughs> I, I almost feel like that was shot out of sequence or something that was weird um yeah, it was because he got hit in the you know she hits him in the in the arm with the lightsaber and everything and and then you see him hanging later and which i thought was kind of cool seeing him hanging because i was like oh are they about to show i was like is disney about to show a guy like hanging by his neck <laughs> you know in the town square like you know they got around that very creatively happens. by you know giving them basically a um a new backpack type of thing i wonder if they're gonna be selling that at galaxy's edge for um people <laughs> who are you know interested in cosplaying as a uh you know jedi corpse <laughs> jedi hanging corpse that'd be a quite cool cosplay yeah sure why not i mean i when i was a kid i had um <laughs> i remember i got this i was so pissed i got just c-3po in parts in the net bag so i didn't get chewbacca oh but <laughs> like, you got the what net was like, what was i gonna do with that remember because remember <laughs> chewbacca in empire strikes back he he has him on his back in that like net backpack thing and he's absolutely all, like, yeah so for christmas or whatever one year i got just the backpack do you think and like not che Chewbacca? Do you think when like they were on Bespin and Empire Strikes Back and uh, they had they you know Chewbacca collected C three PO's parts? Like, did he have to go down to like the canteen or the bodega and buy like a special droid net backpack, or was that something <laughs> that he just like carried around with? Maybe him all the maybe time? he got one. You know? Maybe he got one for Life Day and he just had it you know hanging around, just like I got that for Christmas. So yeah, why not? Chewbacca sure. is an Eagle Scout confirmed. Always be prepared. <laughs> Always be prepared. <laughs> exactly. Always be prepared. He's a he's a freaking Wookiee. Of course, he's gonna have he, he's he's a scrounger, right? I mean, un, yeah. unlike you know Cloud, who is a mechanic without arms, or Claude, who is a mechanic without arms. You know, at least Chewbacca has arms. So, like, I could see him scavenging a bag. I mean, come on, bud. Sure. You're talking about Kenny. How did Chewbacca get a bag? I mean, now you're just being like a <laughs> you're being like these. You know, uh, you know who I'm talking about. The, yes. the unmentionables that are like Disney ruined everything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's distasteful to compare me with that uh, scum and villainy team. You know that I'm just in it for fun. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, talking about you know Eagle Scouts and being prepared and and you know forestry. Um, mm. We did actually see a forest, and here here's my question: Was Leia running away from Flea? Freaking flea on I know. the bridge. I, when I saw flea, was that I, the worst action scene in the history of cinema? I was actually looking down at my notes, and <laughs> I did. I was looking at my notes. I look up, and I see like the green alien chick bump into a log, and my wife goes, "Are you freaking kidding me? This is terrible." <laughs> It, it was like suddenly it was like, hey, send out the B-roll, send out, send out uh, the B-crew here. Um, we got to film a little girl running away from aliens in the forest. And literally it was shot on an iPhone in 45 minutes between between lunch and coffee. I mean, it was so bad. Um, I felt like they were and maybe this was just me projecting that an acting kind of thing but maybe they were afraid to scare the little girl but then as i got to know more about the her acting ability it dawned on me no that was just a really bad scene because that girl's fierce she's fearless you know i i thought her 
performance was fine, but I yeah. feel like the blocking was awful. It was like literally yeah. there's a clearing and she runs and then there she runs into an alien and she kind of has to stop and turn around, but she doesn't turn around and it's like this is so cringy. I have to rewatch it because obviously it was really bad. Because like I said, I was looking down at my notes for like a second. I look up and I see a, a person hit the log. And then, yeah, that was and my... Then, and then I saw them kind of like stop, like, oh, hey, oh. And I was like, okay. But I mean, you know, kidnapping a 10-year-old girl, three of you in a forest, it can't look staged. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it looked staged, that would have actually been stupid because... like. It would have been way better if out. he had kind of like used psychology on her and be like, yeah, yes. I'm a friend of your dad's and then bagged her, you know, but like trying to make it this like action, action sequence. No, I think like, you're right. What? But they, they didn't want like, to show Leia as being vulnerable um, mind wise like oh that. She's very sharp. Right. So to have her be. In other words, to have her well, actually, it would have made more sense now I think about it because then it would have made more sense why she wasn't trusting of Obi Wan so much. Precisely, totally, totally agree with you, but for once, um, and, <laughs> and the thing that made me hate that scene even more was that literally hmm. they did the exact same scene in the next episode on this Dio planet where they walk, they walk through a group of people, literally, every single person on the Hello there. Planet has a picture of Obi-Wan on their wrist. Obi-Wan has a cape with a hood, <laughs> yeah. but he pulls it down. Maybe yeah. he's hot. Is he sweaty? For some <laughs> idiotic reason. And then while he's chasing Leia, literally, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like they're trying to get more steps in on their pedometers or something. It's bizarre to me that that is the best action sequence that they could come up with. Like, in what world is that what we want to put out for 16 billion humans to watch on the streaming service? Like, it's, I just, I don't understand how that, how that ever got made. Unbelievable. Well, I blame the director then. I blame Deborah Wetzer Duck for, for that. Because, yeah, you're right. It's like, well, I, you know, I play like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and there's a, thing where you walk into town and you put your hood up and then nobody notices that you're like this giant viking warrior with like a you know huge sword or whatever and it's like oh you put your hood up no i'm good you can't you know nah, I'm, I'm fine don't buy don't mind me <laughs> but i mean either way you'd be like oh, i don't buy it but there was one scene where he's standing looking exactly like a jedi speaking of his hood where they're looking for him and he's like surveilling the crowd he's not standing against the wall he's in the middle of the town square and he's like standing there with his hood up, looking like a freaking Jedi. Like he couldn't be more like a, he looked like he was cosplaying as a Jedi. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just left Galaxy's Edge and he had his plastic lightsaber with him. Yeah, I mean, far, far be it from me, Teeb, to give Obi-Wan Kenobi financial advice, but maybe spend less money on your evaporator circuit board and toys for Luke Skywalker <laughs> and buy some freaking disguise for your you know trip across the galaxy where the entire universe is looking for you like i don't know anything else other than exactly the same clothes that jedis always wear might be what you would consider just saying no you're right also (laughs) let's go back to toys um Batteries not included, anybody? Hello? Oh, that was great, right? Lola, you you know that's going to be a toy. Oh, for 100 billion percent sure. Yes, that will be a toy. God, if they could make it an actual drone like that, 
dude. I'd buy yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't mind Lola. I liked Lola. I thought it was kind of sad when she got thrown to the ground and busted into pieces. Yeah, I hated Batteries Not Included because I hated Jessica Tandy's character so much. I just was like, just please let her drop off the building already. Just, I don't like you, lady. Speaking about dropping off the building, what about that moment where, you know, we had that Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai moment uh, where Princess Leia had to jump off the building, like, to try to survive, right? Oh, I thought you were about to say something about sweeping the leg. I'm like, I didn't see anybody sweeping any leg or anything like that. No, yeah, no. And and I and I I looked at you know again. I looked over at my wife and I said, oh, he's she's gonna jump and he fall and he's gonna like use the force to like pull her up or whatever. I'm glad that they didn't do it that dramatically, and kind of it just wasn't like, like Last Jedi level, right? Yeah, exactly. But they like you know kind of like let her softly float down, which made more sense to me. It was way more believable. But now she like one hundred percent knows that he's a Jedi. She knows the Force is real. She knows a lot of things now, right? I thought so. it was a beautiful little moment, very very nice and reminiscent of that moment in Last Jedi. It kind of prefigured her own use of the Force in some way, um, which I didn't mind at all because I a lot of people hated that scene in the Last Jedi. I actually kind of liked it. I Are you talking about Mary Poppins? The Mary Poppins, uh, yeah, galactic freezing scene. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Why not? Why not have Princess Leia be Mary Poppins? Why not? Or Disney. Mary Sue, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, I... Sure, why not? <laughs> there, there were some really cool touches, though. You gotta admit, I mean, they did a great job of tying this show into everything that came before and everything that's coming later. Like, they definitely put a lot of thought into it. You um, just said how terrible it was that they they, they retconned their retcon. What are you talking but, about? You're all over like, the place. You're like, like Disney right now. You're okay, all over the place. Teeb, there are some major problems, but there are some other things that were well done. I mean, you can't you can't to say that the whole thing was garbage. There were some great little things. Like, how about that little touch on Dayo with Tamura Morrison's cameo? He's got that big beard and the beer belly, homeless <laughs> vet. Like, come on, man. And he's asking for money, and it's like, my money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. Like, that's amazing. I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, way to, you know, remind everybody that there are homeless veterans in the world that are being crapped all on. Yeah. Uh, that was, thanks, I thought I thought it was a very nice touch, though, and it made a lot of sense. Of course, the Empire dumped the vets uh, after Order 66. Thanks, well, yeah, uh, but, you know, another really tragic character or characters of Star Wars are the clone troopers because it, it isn't like with the Nazis, right, where they were like, we're just following orders. They literally were, like, programmed. Like, they had no choice in the matter of Order 66. Like, they were they had to betray and shoot and kill these people that they had worked with for like decades. And that, I mean, if you've watched any of the, the last, you know, couple rebels with uh, the Ahsoka Tano arc and everything like that, you know, how gut wrenching that was. So seeing him there was like, man, that just brought it all back to me. It reminded me of the, the last, the last couple episodes of rebels i was thinking about that and the whole order 66 thing is just like yeah but i mean what are stormtroopers then let's talk about that what the hell are stormtroopers now well they're conscripted they they must be conscripted now they've gone away with the clones maybe camino wasn't camino destroyed at the end of uh the bad batch or something or rebels 
Yeah, but they say something about save the code or whatever, so I don't know. I feel like Tarkin, yeah. uh, didn't he nuke uh, Kamino at the end of Bad Batch so they couldn't clone anymore? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. I mean, I, I only um, watch, the, the only time I watched Bad Batch was after I'd had three bourbons, so, like, I don't <laughs> bad really remember it, a bad bourbon batch, but, like, um, yeah, I think that's what happened. Something like that definitely happened, so... But but you mentioned Ahsoka Tano too. I I, I didn't want to um, leave that in the dust because this kind of brings me to my next question: Where is the show going? Like uh, we 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 have all these shows happening now, right? Like Star Wars celebrations going on. We know about Andor. We know about other shows. They're all happening kind of in the same time period. Ahsoka's coming out later. Do you, do you think we're gonna see Ahsoka in the next episode, or what do you think we're gonna see in the next few episodes? Because we know in the last episode we're gonna see Luke and or we're gonna see Darth Vader and Obi Wan fight. Like we know that's happening. But no. but before that, what are we gonna see? We're not gonna see that because that would make me sad. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the writers. The writers are, you know, I I I. Will Luke and Leia meet <laughs> at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Luke and Leia meet and they have like a play date and they get to play with each other's toys because you know. Owen, you know, he finally lets him have a, a model spacecraft. You know, what a jerk, by the way. What is it with these parents not letting their kids play with toys in this series? I think this was Disney basically saying, like, you know, you've got you've to let your children buy toys or they're going to grow up to hate you. Well, no, that's actually a valid there's a, point. There's I mean, a lot of Ray figurines on the pegs at Target, you know? like Peg hangers, is that what they call them? Peg hangers, yeah. Or peg warmers, I think. is Peg the warmers, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot like of Rose Ticos like out of there, a lot of Rose Ticos, a lot of Amel and Holdo peg warmers. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. I mean, if you if you gathered up all the petroleum that you could extract from the Rose Ticos, the Rays, and the Emlyn Holdo figurines in big box stores around the world, we could actually probably lower the price of gasoline by like eighty percent if we uh, use <laughs> oh it. <my> the- <laughs> sure, why not? I think I figured out our weekly. Uh, our, our, I, I think I figured out our, our our challenge. I like it. Okay, so let's introduce it as if it was earlier in the episode. So. All right, cool. Well, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited we're doing this show, Kino Boys. Um, and, and if you're out there, uh, please hit us up on Twitter uh, and let us know what you think about the show, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, what you'd like to talk about. Um, and we will acquiesce because if we're, we're nothing if we're not turncoat spineless vermin. Is, obs- is obs- obsequious? Is, is that a word? What does that mean? I think it means uh, exactly what you want it to mean in this context. What does it mean? <laughs> what does obsequious mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Obsequious means somebody who's kind of uh, a little bit sinister, uh, a little bit false, uh, obedient. Oh, I'm sorry. It means nothing like I was saying. Uh, an obsequious person is obedient or attentive to an excessive servile degree. That's what I wanted it to mean. Yeah. You want people to be obsequious. I said it right then. All right. You did. My, you my did. dad always said, don't use a word if you don't know what the hell it means. And so, so being I was deferential. Like, I, think, yeah. I think this is the right word, obsequious. That's what we be. We so be obsequious over at FSW, T- boy. Teeb, you are like the least obsequious person I know then. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like personally, you're right. Right. Oh, are we going to ever talk about your newest obsession and why we haven't been recording? Are we ever going to get into this? We could. It would be probably a good idea to do that. Um, so, so you may not know this about me. I broke my leg two years ago. 
and it's caused me to, you know, not be able to do any exercise. I knew that. However, I have discovered in the galaxy there is a new form of exercise that I really enjoy, which is called disc golf. Um, and so I've been playing this this thing all the time called disc golf. Um, in fact, I'm going to be probably playing disc golf with Chris from Loose Cannon here in a few weeks. We've been oh. talking uh, back and forth. He, he plays a little bit. Um, it's a lot of fun. I wish we were doing a video because I could show you my three favorite discs. One is um, it's got a print of a Stormtrooper on it. I have one from that's a Mandalorian. It's a beautiful print and one of Baby Grogu. So it's really impressive. But yeah, that's, that's basically why we haven't been releasing episodes because I am a lazy butthead uh, who prefers to play disc golf. Yeah, basically, I'll wake up at 3 in the morning, and I'll get a text of some new discs. He's like, look at these! Like, he's yeah. all he's all hitting the blue milk a little hard, and then I get, like, a, a, I'm like, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm not in your weird cult We right should start now. a podcast devoted only to podca- podcast-loving Star Wars fans who play disc golf. Hmm. I will be probably the only listener. I was about to say, I wouldn't even listen. <laughs> <So>, great. <laughs> But well, I would team. donate a shirt. I would donate a shirt to your podcast. To the charity. Because <laughs> it would be charity. Yes. And then stab Put me in the belly. So. Well, team, that is all we have time for this week. Then you would tell me that you could smell me from Anchorhead, right? Um, ah. So, yeah, tell the listeners where they can or cannot find us, Teeb. I don't really know anymore. Um, I think that you can find us on fakingstarwars.net. Uh, you certainly can. Yeah, you can you can find us there. You can find us on fakingstarwars.net. You can find us, you know, all all the links are there, but you can also follow us on Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at, at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Real Faking Star Wars. Right. And if you want to submit a question to us about Obi-Wan to the Kenoboys on Twitter, use the hashtag Kenoboys, K-E-N-O-B-O-Y-S, or FSW Radio, and we'll read it next week. You can also get official FSW t-shirts and other great gear like FSW discs um, at our store. That's bit.ly slash FSW merch, bit.ly slash FSW merch. And please follow me on Twitter at StormDuper and our other co-host of Vegan the Hut at Vegan the Hut, who can't be here today. Wait, do we really have the discs? Can you get if you could get some faking Star Wars discs, you might I get me will, interested. I will look into that actually, because yeah, I mean, we don't have them yet, but I definitely think it's possible. So yeah, make sure, like uh, Duper said, to follow Vegan the Hut as well on Twitter. He's he's really uh, uh, prolific over there. I think that means that he tweets a lot. And then uh, he also does a lot of our, our really great um, ads and things of that nature. So when he's not here with us, he's always with us in spirit, him and his feet. You can always follow me, too, on Twitter at, at tbrontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. And you can follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram, also at FSW Radio. And don't forget to support our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash, I don't know, patreon.com slash Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> something else, something like that. No. And don't forget to support our Patreon as well. That's uh, patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. Please become a patron. You not only support us fakers financially, but you also will get a reward. You can join for as little as a buck a month. You know, T, we are down to, to, uh, we have lost one patron in the last few weeks. 
Like they died? We lost one. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them, but they stopped patroning. Um, and so we need to replace that patron. Otherwise, we won't have enough patrons to patron. You know, We need patrons. to have Vegan start showing his feet. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Whenever he's on, we get patrons. So. Yeah, um, no, for sure. So, so I we guess we'd like to thank our Jedi patrons. Padawans. Well, we, that's the thing. That's the thing is we lost we lost a patron, and oh. I can't thank Stephen Howard anymore for being a patron. He we can't thank no him anymore. Longer, no, because he's no longer a patron. I can oh, thank then we just have Jedi Howard. Jedi Knights then. That's right. We have Taxus Carlson and Keith Harmon, um, as well as some others that I don't want to mention because it's secret. Ah, yeah. secret, secret patrons, eh? Mm-hmm. So have you people out there, you space dorks, you nerds that love the wars of stars, have you written us a review yet? If not, please, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform. Podcast platform of choice. It does really help us appear when people search for Star Wars and Star Wars comedy on their podcast app. And if you write a funny review, we'll read it on the next episode. And one more thing, just to let you know, uh, we do have a Discord that we run with Camray of Camray Semi Productions. He's in charge of it. And so head to bit.ly slash Camray Discord to join in on all our discussions about Star Wars and all that other garbage. And please stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for daily Star Wars quality, Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all our followers for listening. Uh. <laughs> Whoops. Looks like I've been having some, <laughs> of, that stew, that, some of that, that, that stew that Obi-Wan's cooking up in his cave, man. Um, may the foe be with you, Teeb. See you next time. I mean, what's the point? The fight is done. We lost. We lost. It's over. Let it go. By yeah, the way, I, how awesome is that that they had let it go let in it this go. series? Let, let it, go. it go. Cam Ray, that's just waiting to be made, buddy. Absolutely. I agree. So, all right, everyone, we'll see you next time. It's going to be a freaking amazing month of June. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser, and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.